Hi, I'm Siddhi. Hi, I'm Vela. And, and welcome, welcome back to our, our podcast, Light Up the Books. Today we're going to be talking about Fahrenheit 451 and how the theme of cluelessness is portrayed throughout the book. Anyway, it's funny because I was just telling Vela about how a few years ago, my family and friends threw me a surprise birthday party. There were so many decorations in the basement and I didn't know. My mom also took me grocery shopping at the last minute and even answered calls about my party in front of me. Meanwhile, my dad welcomed the guests and showed them where to hide. On the way back home, I didn't notice all the cars in front of my house because like the third grader I was, I was playing Temple Run on my mom's phone. And I went inside my house and walked a few steps and the lights came on and everyone yelled, surprise, in like a way more enthusiastic way than I just did. But I was shocked and hadn't anticipated it even the tiniest bit. In our book, Fahrenheit 451, which is set 50 years in the future, the main character, Guy, who works as a firefighter, was getting off work and walking home when he met his new, new neighbor, Clarice, and they talk a lot as they walk home. And Clarice, we learned a lot about Clarice, and we learned a lot about Montag, where, like, Clarice exposes Montag to a lot of the things he hasn't thought about before. Uh, after they get home, Guy goes to his bedroom and finds that his wife, Mildred, has overdosed and he calls the emergency hospital. Two handymen arrive and quickly replace the wife's blood. And when Guy gets up in the morning, he finds that his wife is, clu- is absolutely clueless or absolutely oblivious to, his overdo- to her overdose. He then leaves for work at the fire station and thinks that the electrical electric vehicle the mechanical hound is against him and gets like super paranoid about that so vela um you explained the recap and it seems as though cluelessness is very present throughout the book right so one of the things relating to that why do you think that montag and the others were so like clueless about their past that's a great question i feel like Guy and um, a lot of others are super clueless about their past because the government, in this scenario at least, doesn't really like them to learn or think, like, for themselves. So, like, how we learn about the past in social studies and whatnot, the future, like, this future may not want them to be learning or, like, getting knowledge about the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Also, um, on page one, it talks about how Guy is burning books and he finds a lot of pleasure in doing that. And, like, books are sort of, like, a gateway um, to the past because they're, like, resources. And literature shows us so much, um, like, about people's perspectives and how they just lived in the past. And I feel if people burn those books, that's only going to limit their resources, like, to the bare minimum. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like this government has been uh, very, very, like, good, even though I don't want to say that. They've been, like, good at, like, really, like, limiting their knowledge and, like, making sure people don't learn or explore these things. 
Yeah, I agree with that. But moving on, when the Jets fly over Guy and Mildred's house, why do you think Guy is, like, just really so oblivious or not super worried about what's going on outside? Like, why do you think he's just kind of ignoring those things? Um, so by the way it seems, um, it looks like Guy, he does notice that the war is going on, but he doesn't really care. So I'm assuming um, for that not to um, be like a big problem for him, it must be like normal. And I think that shows like what, how like dystopian this um, setting really is and maybe how corrupt society is that like a war going on like on top of people's heads like is normal for them they're not worried at all like because on page 11 um it says how guy like um he could feel like it felt as if his body was being ripped apart like with the sound and the jet bombers but he just went back to call the emergency um for his wife's overdose so like he didn't give a second thought after it passed yeah i definitely think that's a great point so do you think that in this dystopian world i guess that since they're so like oblivious or not exactly oblivious but like not super concerned about the wars do you think that they've had like many wars before or like why do you think that they're so uh just like kind of non-bothered um I'm not completely sure. We haven't learned too much on it, but I do know that um, Clarice mentioned her uncle. Um, can't remember. It was between pages 19 and 28, um, somewhere there. Um, Clarice mentioned that her uncle said that, like in life, um, when her uncle's grandfather was living as a child, life was like kind of similar to how it is for us now. And I'm assuming that for that to go. To this dystopia there would have had to be some sort of conflict or war that just kind of like turned the world upside down and made it so um like um bad and like just so corrupt for these people yeah so um in summary we really just think that even though guy's clueless about a lot of things he wasn't super clueless about the war right yeah i think um it's just normal to him um but he is not bothered by it so i feel he's clueless to what's why the war is happening but he's not um like clueless to the war itself yeah that's a great point so vela why do you think that they don't recognize their addiction to electronics and technology yeah, so I think that kind of bounces back to the cluelessness or, like, just them not having a ton of knowledge. I feel like since they haven't really learned or, like, they can't read the books, like, their government prevents them from, like, reading books and stuff, they don't really realize that they're so addicted to it. Like, they don't realize what they're supposed to be doing in, like, just normal pastimes, I guess. So the government has really, like, twisted them to be, like, kind of clueless in that area where it's like, oh, yeah, this is totally normal. Like, it's totally fine for you to be watching TV or spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on TVs every year. And so, yeah, I think it just really bounces back to the government making them clueless about, like, everyday things. Yeah, and um, on page 18, um, 
connecting back to that, Mildred was asking Guy for a fourth TV in the same room, like for a fourth wall. And I'm like, oh, even one TV per every room is a lot. And like, why would they need four TVs in one room? So they don't realize like um, their limits and needs. I feel it's just gone out of control. And um, yeah, Bella, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, that they haven't really, they don't really have an idea of what their limit should be, like, on pretty much anything, but especially their, like, electronics and technology, and um, I feel like in this scenario, or in this new world, in this futuristic world, it's really, it's really just kind of normal, I guess, to be, like, to have four TVs in one room, or, like, to watch, like, to do these like online plays and stuff like it's just kind of like pushed aside like oh yeah this is totally normal and i feel like the government has a really big impact on that um just um bouncing off of that a quick question um on page 27 clarice mentions she has a tv class at school as if it's normal what are your thoughts about that yeah i think all of the stuff really just comes back to like it's their normal like it's this future's normal and so it is normal to have a class where all you do is watch tv or like having four tvs in one room and i feel like that's also like tying it back to clarice like that's what she's kind of trying to challenge like she's like wondering about oh well when was this not normal like when was this maybe something kind of weird to do And I think that's really important to think about. Yeah, and I think this actually alerts us of, like, um, although we don't have, like, four TVs in a room or, um, like, you know, we don't have TV class at school, um, it is a form of entertainment. But I feel that a lot of us, we're on our screens, like, for over five, like, six, sometimes even, like, ten hours a day, depending on who you're um, referring to. But I think it's just alerting us, like, hey, like, in the book, it seems like, oh, my gosh, like, they're addicted, but I think it's trying to alarm us, hey, this could be us one day, and we're on the path to going there, so I think it's trying to um, show us a point there. Yeah, I really think that's, some like, a main topic that Ray Bradbury was trying to, like, warn us about, was, like, addiction or just kind of, like, this constant, like, technology and, like, all that kind of like the government in this scenario like trying to keep knowledge from each other or from the people and I feel like that's definitely something that Ray Bradbury was trying to like warn us about in this scenario or in this future and I think that's a great a great thing to like keep in our mind like school is important like learning is super important and this this addiction to technology even if it doesn't seem bad now could really like spike or make turn into something very horrible yeah totally yeah so another question would be how do you think clarice and her uncle know so much or why are they asking so many questions or why are they so curious about the past and the past from this future um so they haven't talked too much about that but i do know that clarice gets a lot of her information from her uncle and that both of them are like deep thinkers and wonder a lot like they're very um they just like put a lot of thought into things like um 
and they know so many random facts like learning is sort of their passion for example um clarice um she talks about like in between page and six and seven she um asks like whether firefighters used to um like put out fires instead of burn books and guys like oh no but um that kind of shines a light in his head wait is it or like i've always been taught that we should burn books but i feel um clarice and her uncle it's mainly because they seem to love the past and they also have a resource like her uncle's grandfather lived in like what is normal today mm-hmm. so i think it's also the resources but also like a passion for learning yeah so i agree with you but i feel like the government has since the government has banned learning do you think that this like curiosity or this like questions asking or like constantly challenging what you think do you think that's good for clarice and her uncle or like what are your thoughts on that i think um it could kind of set the tone for the story because when a government says something and the person who says like no or rebels against it that's usually the like for example curiosity is the start why is the start to learning things so they could learn um what's wrong with their government and try to make it a good society again so i think that could be really vital to this story yeah as and as much as it is vital to the story i feel like it's also very dangerous and this curiosity could be like very dangerous for them yeah i agree but we'll see what happens next. Yep. All right, guys, that's it for our podcast today. Thanks for tuning in. This is City. And this is Vela. Signing, signing out. out.